0: A little bit and go because we know you also are into wearables uh, so what do you see the next biggest trend in consumer wearables
1: yes I mean wearables thus far have mostly focused on at least in the consumer space they have focused on you know something that sits on your wrist like a watch or bracelet it and so on uh, but we're actually seeing more movement toward incorporating wearable technologies and things like shirts and jackets and pendants uh, even shoes uh, so you know, the technologies, again, come of age to where we can you know, get lower power. Uh, we get battery, be- battery, better battery time on these devices. So right, right. We're, we're seeing interesting use cases. But in the consumer space, it's mostly centered around health and wellness. Um, on the higher end, we're seeing more like a sports and athlete-type focus.
0: Right, right. And do you think, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Do you see a, a demo particularly using these wearables more often than not? You know, are the baby boomers, you know, using these devices more than millennials because millennials were ones who never wanted to wear a watch. Now all of a sudden the coolest thing is a smartwatch or, or some sort of wearable. You know, I'd be curious to see if you guys see the clients coming and say, we're looking for a particular demo or is it more just health across all demographics?
1: Uh, you know, it tend, tended to focus more on the younger demographic but these new use cases are more cross cutting across all demographics. And we've definitely seen more uh, interest in, you know, especially things like you know wearables around detecting falls, uh, just for more elderly care or some of the hospice areas. So yeah. those have definitely become uh, more of interest lately. I've, I've noticed that.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I know it's, you know, uh, you know, we ran into a problem with my sister-in-law where she uh, <clears throat> she's 70 years old, looking for a health wearable, but she's got an iPad 2 and a flip phone. And she couldn't find a wearable that worked on her iOS platform because they're all on 10. She's still on six or eight, you know. So it's an interesting challenge that they have. But uh, I I guess from a wearable's perspective, what kind, uh, you know, you know, detecting falls and everything you think, you know, when you think of a wearable, what is the, especially in the senior market, you know, and one of the reasons we're also looking for her to have one and everybody is like, okay, these, you know, it used to be when a senior falls, you push a button, you get one of those services, but now wearables can provide that, right? But do you think it's going to be a watch? Is it going to be a shirt? You know, the sensor that will help. You know, I know there's companies that are putting sensors in the floors, but those are more mm-hmm. in assisted living. What can people do at home? I'd be curious to get your take. You see, you know, okay, when the elderly fall and they live at home, what's the solution? Do you think that these that these consumers will be able to purchase or to be able to you know, use to help prevent you know, someone from lying on the floor for days or, or whatever before the help comes.
1: Yeah, so in, t- in terms of technologies that underlie that, it's you know, more than just Wi-Fi and Bluetooth because you can't rely on the home Wi-Fi, you can't rely just purely on your Bluetooth connection to your phone to get you to the web. Uh, so it's incorporating newer cellular technologies like LTE, CADM, MBIOT, in a few years, um, you know, 5G will will have these technologies as well and allow lower battery or or better battery life. So those are some of the underlying technologies. In terms of form factors, uh, you know, I've seen everything from necklaces to you know watches to you know just something you stick inside your shirt like a pin. Uh, so there's a number of different uh, permutations for you know solving this problem. Um, you know, I think ultimately it's about creating that core technology that can move across uh, form factors,
0: right, right, wherever they go. And stuff. Um, so you think from from um, from a wearables, you know, I'm curious to see, you know, okay, yeah, it's health now. Or are we going to start controlling other devices with our wearables, right? You know, you see smartwatch and some of the new smart home devices are now you can control with uh, an Apple Watch or or a gear, uh, a smartwatch, or, you know, I'd be curious to see if you're seeing cons- smart home controls, you know, being baked into new wearables or are or, 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 or clients looking for consumers besides voice and your, te- and your phone, other devices that they could use, other wearable devices they could use to control and, and access their home, whether it be the home security system, their lights, the garage, what happened?
1: Yeah, so for the watches, I think that's primarily the the control method for wearables in terms of interacting with the smart home. Now, you have these sensors on your body that can interact, but it's more of almost a passive or a proximity-type interaction. It's not so much an active interaction with the user. I think the active interaction is mostly going to happen with what you see on the watch side.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's interesting because it, it reminds me of, I've always said that, like, voice, you know, like, we're moving to a world where we're all going to have our own Jarvis, like, from yeah. Iron you think about it you know you have it you know in the home you know running your house now and then you have things like um, uh then you have it in the car now they're baking into the car and appliances and now we're getting and now it's in wearables you know who knows what's going to be next you know in terms of you know i really believe it's all going to be one but that's that's a whole nother world a whole nother discussion so moving on to the next topic we have a topic augmented uh reality you know, you guys get involved with this. Do you believe augmented reality devices will become fairly common in the consumer space or do you think it's going to be more of an enterprise type of play and being very vertical, which is where I think a lot of the virtual reality is kind of headed uh, with uh, how they're baking that technology into areas like whether it be travel or constructions and what have you. But your take and and what you guys are seeing at augmented reality, uh, you know, do you think it's going to be? you know, a fairly common thing
1: in the consumer space? In the consumer space, I still see augmented reality a ways off in terms of head-mounted devices. Um, And, you know, more so mixed reality, I think that's really the ultimate goal. But as far as a near-term use case for augmented reality, I think it's mostly going to reside on the phone or your tablet or your laptop as, as it does today. I think the price point is just too much for anyone but the prosumer to really bear uh, but in terms of the mathematics on the enterprise and business side, absolutely. We're we're deploying ourselves actually in our own factories. Um, and there's there's real benefit to it. But as we get those price points, you know, as we get volumes driven up on the business side, it'll drive price points down on the consumer side. Maybe someone creates that killer app to make the mathematics work for a, a consumer to buy something that expensive. But you know, I still think we have a lot of work to go on the, the technology as well as the supply chain on it.
0: Yeah. So what about mixed reality? Right? Do you, you know, will we see most cases or things, or where will we see the use of mixed reality, which combines both augmented and the kind of virtual reality?
1: Well, the hope for mixed reality is it'll become kind of that next cell phone where you do away with this overt screen that you're carrying around all day and you just wear your glasses and now you have your entire life and your network of friends and everything else you do in your life kind of at your, your right eye level and you can interact with the voice. You can maybe have some sort of touch device that like a totem or touching the glass itself. But that's really kind of the dream that everyone has with uh, mixed reality is making it kind of ubiquitous and adder to you know, your day-to-day life. Yeah. There's a lot of cool use cases that we've been looking at for mixed reality if we can get there.